0: What is up, my sunlight samurais? How are you guys doing? Hansamato here. So I'm going to give you the top list, the most powerful things that you can do to get rid of food allergies and food sensitivities specifically. Very few of us were born with a genetic mutation that predisposed us to being, to having a food sensitivity or a food allergy like celiac disease or something that you are kind of genetically predisposed to. So some of us, or most of us actually got those sensitivities over time due to a variety of reasons, mostly neglect, diet wasn't good, lifestyle wasn't good, and just a slow deterioration over time leading to this food sensitivities. Now, the same thing happened to me. I didn't have any food sensitivities. Life happened, stuff happened. I started getting more and more food sensitivities. I got physical symptoms, like I had severe dandruff, I had some psoriasis around the ears and you're uh, my hairline and stuff like that a lot of beard drift in the process as well so it's quite embarrassing you know having you can't really have long hair because the longer your hair is the more the dandruff can like sit in your hair so you can't have long hair you have to keep it short so the dandruff can just fall out and then like when you just rub your hair a little bit it's just like dandruff all over the place small large and just just dandruff you know it was pretty bad like oily but dry at the same time and then the psoriasis are looking behind the ears, like these red blotches and stuff. So, and a lot of people also have eczema as a symptom of having food allergies. Most people don't know why they have eczema, but very often is linked back to their diet because they're sensitive to something that they eat. So eliminating that specific thing can then resolve their eczema. So I'm going to give you tips on how to resolve your food sensitivity. So it's not just about eliminating the food. How can we fix ourselves so that we can tolerate the food better? So I got rid of all of the symptoms, the dandruff, the dermatitis, the psoriasis, everything. I got rid of everything. And now I can eat stuff that I used to be sensitive to and I don't get the same symptoms. So which is amazing. And this is what I want to help you guys get to the same level as well. And this is all the stuff, how to do this with a diet, like what to eliminate, what to add instead, what's good alternatives, all of these things, this, the stuff that I discussed in the Alpha Energy Mail course that I will link for you guys in the description below. Okay, so let's dive into the first one that make the biggest difference for me. Except for eliminating the this, this specific foods, what's getting a lot of sunlight? So I identified the foods that I was sensitive to and really that got rid of most of the symptoms, 70, 80% of the symptoms. But I still had this slight annoying dandruff that I just couldn't get rid of, no matter what supplement I took, no matter what I ate in my diet, it just didn't go away. But then the summer started rolling around. I started getting lots of sunlight, reading up on the, the many benefits of sunlight. And lo and behold, my dandruff went away. I was quite fascinated by how that happened. It was the only thing that ever worked. And so the, the beer drift, the dandruff, everything went away. And then even though I was eating, I w- every now and again, eating food that I used to react to, I didn't get the dandruff. So usually what happens, let's say someone had eczema. So they are sensitive to the nightshade, for example. So they can't eat nightshade. Otherwise they get eczema. So they eliminate the nightshade. Their eczema go away, but now they eat nightshade again and bam, the eczema comes back. So the thing is, like, if you can fix that food sensitivity, you can eat whatever and you won't get the symptoms. Now, the the purpose, I don't want to give you an excuse to go and eat junk food, go eat McDonald's and beans and Chipotle and everything that is not supposed to be good. Then the majority of your diet, 95 percent or higher, should consist of good natural foods. That's not going to give you any issues. That's going to support your well-being. And then every now and then you can have a cheat day and have something that you really want, Um, but your main diet shouldn't consist of these junk foods. So it's not an excuse to eat whatever you want. So as I mentioned, sunlight. So it's not just the vitamin D. Sunlight has so many other benefits than just increasing the production of vitamin D. The UV light specifically has been shown to beneficially modulate the microbiome specifically modulate the microbiome of the gut and skin in a beneficial way. So let's say you have acne, you have dandruff, getting sunlight is going to change that microbiome on the skin because you have a microbiome in your hair, you have a microbiome in your forehead, a different microbiome in your beard, other different microbiome in your ears and your mouth and all over the place. You have different concentrations and um, like families and colonies of bacteria in different pair- areas of your body. And getting sunlight can shift that in a beneficial way. So here is the study, as you can see, Skin exposure to narrow band ultraviolet UVB light to modulate human intestinal microbiome. So you can see it increases bacteria from several families were enriched. Most of them were butyrate producing bacteria that helps to reduce inflammation, improve gut health in general. So the serum vitamin D concentration showed the correlation with a relative abundance of this species that produce butyrate and other species as well. So this is the first study to show that humans with low vitamin D serum levels display over changes in the intestinal microbiome in response to narrow band UVB light skin exposure and the increase in vitamin D levels, suggesting the existence of a novel skin gut axis that could be used to promote intestinal homeostasis and health. Now... This study shows specifically that the UVB was responsible. There's multiple other studies that show that if you supplement vitamin D, it actually doesn't really shift the microbiome in such a beneficial way. So it's unique to getting sunlight. Sunlight shifts the microbiome the way you want. So if you have dysbiosis, that creates food sensitivities. So if you can shift it back into a healthy state, not producing toxins and inflammation, and it's got diversity, then your food sensitivities will be a lot less. Now, sunlight and vitamin D doesn't just modulate the microbiome, but it also strengthens the gut lining and it modulates the immune system in such a way that you don't just react to everything. That's kind of like an autoimmune condition. It mistakes, the the immune system mistakes something for being a toxin that's not really, and it reacts and creating this extreme inflammatory condition, creating a food allergy, which you shouldn't really have. And also vitamin D and sunlight basically enhances the production of these Natural antimicrobial peptides like LL37 that modulates the microbiome in a beneficial way. It's kind of like a natural antibiotic. It can inhibit the endotoxin receptor. So you have what they call toe like receptor one to nine. And basically, toxins like endotoxins produced in the gut and bacterial fragments and those kind of, kind of stuff activate those receptors, which cause different kinds of immune responses. It's kind of like signals to the body to indicate, like, hey, do this, perform this function. So when you have an overexpression of some of these receptors, you have an overactivation of the immune system, causing allergenic responses and stuff in autoimmune conditions. So vitamin D reduces the expression of the overexpression of those endotoxin receptors and calming the immune system. Also, vitamin D is involved with the epigenetic modification. So as you were, if you weren't uh, sensitive to food. Certain foods. And then you became more sensitive. It's most likely because you got some epigenetic modifications, which can like permanently make you sensitive to those foods. So you can reverse those epigenetic modifications to the point where you are not sensitive. So vitamin D can actually help to inhibit and reverse those epigenetic modifications. So for example, like these toll-like receptors, they become hyper-expressed. And that's because of this hyper- this methylation process that makes them hyper-expressed. So by modulating the epigenetic modifications, you can reduce the expression, reduce and alter the methylation cycles and and stuff like that to reduce the expression of those endotoxin receptors. And then lastly, the thing is, You might have enough vitamin D, but you might experience like low vitamin D symptoms. And this is because toxins in the environment and in the food that you eat can actually inhibit the binding of the vitamin D receptor. So you have the receptor that's a nuclear receptor. It has to go into the nucleus of the cell to signal what should be done. But now you have a toxin binding there. So it inhibits the binding of vitamin D and it can't do its action. So that's why it's so important to live a good, clean lifestyle and eat good foods, all of which I discuss in the Alpha Energy Mail course. So vitamin D is known to induce antimicrobial peptides, protect the intestinal flora, enhance the gut endothelial barrier, suppress mast cell activation because the mast the cell, they contain histamine and serotonin and pro-inflammatory mediators. So when you get mast cell degranulation, it releases those inflammatory mediators causing intolerance and IgE synthesis from B cells and increase the number of tolerogenic dendric cells and interleukin-10 producing regulatory T cells. So I'll discuss in a later video, one of the reasons why probiotics, not probiotics, prebiotics help is because they enhance interleukin-6. But just by getting vitamin D up can increase your interleukin-6 and get rid of this food sensitivities. So finally, ultraviolet radiation could lead to regulatory T cell expansion and immunosuppression, irregardless of vitamin D status. So it's not just about increasing your vitamin D level. It's about getting sunlight. Sunlight is amazing for modulating the microbiome inside of you and also the microbiome on the outside so for example if you feel like you stink your pits stink tan your pits because that's going to modulate the microbiome and most likely the reasons why we stink is because the microbiome on that specific area is taking what's ever coming out of your body like the sweat and it's feeding on that and creating stinky metabolites. So sunlight is absolutely crucial and amazing for getting rid of food sensitivities. There's also evidence to show, as I just mentioned, that people that get more sunlight have less food sensitivities. There was a study in Australia showing that people that lived more south had more food sensitivities or were more sensitive to specific foods than people that lived more north. So here you can see, like we define the north region of the state of Queensland, which is approximately 10 to 29 degrees latitude and central regions of the state of the new south wales and australian capital territory and the south regions of the state of victoria and tasmania which is approximately 35 to 43 uh, degrees latitude so what that means is that the closer you are to the equator if it's like 10 to 30 uh, 30 degrees, it means you're basically creating vitamin D all of the season. So no matter when you go outside, you will kind of like be benefiting from the beneficial UVB light and creating vitamin D. But the more south you are 35 to 43, which means you only synthesize or benefit from that UV light in the summer. So, that can predispose someone to becoming more deficient and in vitamin D and not getting enough of this UV that helps to modulate the microbiome in a beneficial way. So, the thing is, if you get enough sunlight during the summer and that beneficially modulates your microbiome, that can basically carry you over through the fall and the winter back into summer and you should be fine. But if your diet is not fine and you have nutrient deficiencies, you, those bad symptoms can basically return. So, here is what they looked at the different Uh, latitudes so some of the kids were in a higher latitude and some were more south latitude and they would check to see if these people were more sensitive to specific foods and here's what they found so kindergarten cohort age eight to nine here is the the peanut north central and south and you can see the north was 0.3 and the south was 1.7 so they had higher incidence more people were sensitive to peanuts the more south they were and less exposed to uvb and probably less vitamin d levels as well so for eggs, well, just a little bit. If going from zero to 0.8, it's not a big difference. Eczema, clearly from 7.7 to 13.1. An increase in the incidence of eczema, the more south people were. And then asthma, not a bunch. But uh, also here is any atopy, which is skin issues, from 37 to 40. So the study shows that the more north you are, closer to the equator, the less likely you are to have sensitivities, specifically to peanuts, but other food sensitivities as well. People tend to have just more food sensitivities in general when they don't, when they're not exposed to the UV as frequently. So even if you live close to the equator doesn't mean you will not have food sensitivities because we have this pandemic where people are on their cell phones all the time. They're indoors a lot. And when they're outside, they they wear heavy clothing. So they're not really exposed to the UVB light and benefiting from the UVB and getting some vitamin D. So you want to make sure you go outside a lot, get full upper body sunlight. You don't have to get lower body sunlight. You can just wear shorts. You don't have to strip nude and tan nude and stuff like that to benefit from it because it's not really a benefit from full upper body or full body sun exposure. So you just wanna make sure you're exposing your whole upper body to sunlight, which is something that I do on a daily basis, at least uh, 10 to 20 minutes on a daily basis or more depending on the day, mostly in the middle of the day when the UVB is at its strongest and that's when I benefit the most from it. So getting sunlight in the middle of the day and that's when you can benefit the most from this UV light. This is the last study showing that some studies associate lower exposure of sunlight to food allergies in general. On the other hand, further research has found that higher vitamin D levels can increase the likelihood of allergenic sensitization and food allergy. So there's some controversy. You know, what's going on? Is it the vitamin D? But there's a clear correlation between getting sunlight exposure that UVB, and not necessarily the vitamin D. Yes, the vitamin D does have many important functions, but it's more so exposing yourself to sunlight. You can supplement all you want. You might get a benefit from that, but the real benefit that you're going to get is from getting sunlight on a consistent basis. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful. Get sunlight, become a sunlight samurai, and gain all of the amazing benefits of sunlight in general. All right, guys, I will check you in the next one. Cheers.